Every day, thousands of hackers try to steal your crypto. But Arculus uses air-gapped technology by forming a protective barrier that insulates you from hackers and secures your crypto. Order yours at GetArculus.com. Hello and good evening, everyone. I hope you are having a fantastic Thursday and are looking forward to the weekend ahead. So this is our Middle East briefing for October 22nd, 2020, and we are going to start with some updates on the Abraham Accords. The UAE has made a formal request to open up an embassy in Israel. Israel's request to open up their future Abu Dhabi embassy should come shortly. The first Emirati passenger flight to Israel landed in Tel Aviv on Monday. It carried only crew to pick up Israeli tourism professionals and then headed back. The UAE, the U.S., and Israel are also planning to set up a $3 billion investment fund headquartered in Jerusalem to promote economic development and cooperation across the region. Israel and Bahrain also officially formalized relations in Manama during a visit by an Israeli and a U.S. delegation, including U.S. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin. About a week ago, Israel approved over 2,000 new settler homes in the West Bank, marking the first approval since the Abraham Accords were confirmed. I will say that this information seems largely based on a settlement watchdog group. Also domestically, Israel's Iron Dome intercepted one of two rockets fired into the south from Gaza late Thursday night, so earlier today. The non-intercepted one landed in a remote area outside Ashkelon without reports of damage to person or property. There was a ceasefire between the warring parties in Gaza and Israel a few weeks ago, and these projectiles launched by Gaza into Israel are in direct violation of that agreement. Speaking of watchdog organizations, though, an HRW report came out accusing the Syria-Russia alliance of committing war crimes and crimes against humanity against citizens in Idlib, Syria. They specifically condemned the use of cluster munitions, incendiary weapons, and improvised barrel bombs in populated areas that killed at least 1,600 civilians, as well as Syria and Russia's hindrance of humanitarian aid deliveries to these embattled civilians. For a government that has, on multiple occasions, used chemical weapons against its own people, are we really surprised by this report? And now moving on to something that I wish I were less surprised about, the UN actually went through with letting the arms embargo against Iran expire, according to the JCPOA, despite Iran's continued regional exportation of weapons and trainings to organizations such as Hezbollah, who, by the way, was found to be stockpiling the exact same chemical weapon that caused the Beirut blast during the summer, and the government's continued horrendous human rights record against the Iranian citizens. U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has warned other countries that sanctions will be put in place against them if they buy from Iran, and Iran's defense minister Sunday night said that they would only sell weapons to countries who, quote, won't misuse them, end quote. Kind of hard to take that seriously when Iran considers Hezbollah to be not misusing the weapons, but okay. Domestically, Iranian security forces shot and killed a 17-year-old boy who was driving in the western city of Kermanshah. The boy's cousin, also 17, was in the car as well and also shot, but is currently and thankfully alive but in a coma at a local hospital. The Iranian police claim that they shot these boys because their car does not have a license plate, which is a stupid enough reason, but according to social media videos, the car actually did have a license plate. Authorities also imposed new COVID-19 restrictions as deaths surpassed 30,000. The actual number is probably much higher. All right, this next story is actually pretty cool. Eight countries, including the UAE, signed on to a NASA-led program called the Artemis Accords, which is essentially designed to send robotic rovers to the moon before an eventual human return. The Artemis Accords are a predecessor to human colonization of the moon and include provisions for safety zones around lunar bases to prevent conflict and allowing private companies to own the lunar resources that they mine. Very futuristic, isn't it? 
All right, that is it from me, your host, Megan Cohen, for Promenade Middle East, and I will speak to you again next week.